Good afternoon, everyone out there in the Plannerverse. Welcome to episode 38, a middle-aged planner podcast. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse is proud to bring to you my good friend, Patricia Dugan of the Dugan Difference. Welcome, Patricia. Hi, Cardin. Hi. I'm so glad to have her here. You all can't see this, but the wonderfulness of this all is that Patricia lives approximately one mile away from my home. So I have invited her here today and we have wrapped the headphones around my salt lamp so that we can speak into the mic. <laughs> yes, it really does look like some galactic planner verse with the microphone sticking up out of the top of the lamp. Well, we are in for a treat because uh, Patricia has been on a planning journey without knowing that she's been on a planning journey. Uh, for quite some time now, and I'm going to let her get into it, but the theme of today is understanding how personal development fits into planning. I know this has been a long-requested subject. I know that my good friend Rita Sadani is also wondering how this all fits into running your own business and also making time for yourself, and so I am going to let Patty take over and let us know how she's doing and how she came to these conclusions that she's going to give us today. Welcome. Thanks. Well, this is an interesting journey that I've been on, and it really is, in my mind, going to all become crystal clear in just a couple of weeks. For the last year, I've been on what I call a personal sabbatical because I left my full-time paid employment a year ago on November 20th, and I have been trying to figure out what the next big thing in my life is. And I gave myself a year to do that. That year is going to be up and I'm still trying to figure some of it out. But in the meantime, during this year, I was offered an opportunity to do some paid speaking and teaching. And I ultimately started my own business called The Dugan Difference. And now I am trying to integrate again my work life and my personal life, although it's not as clear as it used to be. I used to have an office to go to. I used to have a supervisor. I used to have a secretary scheduling appointments for me. And now all of my days come together for a bigger purpose that I'm still working on clarifying. Okay. And so when was it that you realized that you actually needed to use a planner to figure this out? I've been using a planner for work for years, years and years and years. And then at home, I'd have a personal calendar. And I got tired of trying to put two different things down on two different calendars. And so within this past year, as my work life and my personal life have become less distinct, I have realized there are benefits to having one calendar because I am one person who is living one life. And as I've started integrating these pieces of my life together, it has become clear to me that while I use journals for different purposes, really my planner is one thing for and, and that's something that I've advocated for quite some time. Those of you that know me know that I always say you can have multiple planners but only one calendar because you are only one person. You are the same person doing the same thing. 
So as far as personal development goes, what are some things that you integrate that allow you to grow as a person as you're continuing to build your business? My personal life really took quite a wild turn two years ago when my husband passed away. He was young, way too young to die, and I was way too young to not be married anymore. And as I have grown through this grief journey, I have discovered the benefits of going back and reflecting on what has happened in my life and what is going to happen or what I want to have happen in the future. So what I have been doing is using a calendar and a journal and a bit of a planner trying to figure out how I can understand myself better and what I can continue to contribute to the world through my work. And so not being able to find exactly the right way has sent me through a couple of different versions of planner models, a couple of different ways of tracking my time, of scheduling, making a to-do list and checking things off. And now I've come up with my own version of what works for me. And, and what is that version? What So far, so tell us which planners do you use, first of all. Everyone wants to know. You know you want to know. <laughs> well, you can probably tell them better what I'm using because I would say I have a brown calendar and I have a burgundy planner. <laughs> uh, Patty's using Agilio Compagna medium bicolor in dark brown and gold, for those of you that are interested. And she also has a burgundy A5 Campania. They're stunning. They're absolutely stunning. And she's got a variation of inserts that I can see which have been piecemealed from here and there. Stuff that she's created. Some of the DIY fish. I see personal tabs. I see all kinds of goodies in there. That She's the kind of lady that people, if you saw her at a coffee house with her planner open, you would walk over and say, can I take a picture? That's Patty. That's that's what we have here. So as far as personal development goes, I see you've color-coded some of these things, and that's relatively new to you. I know Steve was struggling with that as far as contextualizing things that he plans, so things that he does at home versus things that he does away from the home. Is that an approach that you take when you work on personal development? Color coding has been helpful for me for years at work because I was required to use an Outlook based calendar system that would indicate to other people in the office what I was working on. But since I've been home and working on my own things, I want to make sure that I have enough time scheduled for personal development, which for me includes things like reading and writing or journaling, but it also includes the mix of personal and professional development where I gain relationship value from belonging to organizations that lend themselves well to personal and professional development. So for example, I'm a member of Toastmasters. I'm also a member of the National Speakers Association. But I have other friends who do other things and I tag along with them or 
we go to lunch and it ends up being a discussion that now contributes to my understanding of something that I'm working on. And example. so how do you track that? Let's say you did go to um, an NSA meeting, the National Speakers Association, and then you went out to have lunch with your colleagues and something was said that added value to your comprehension of the way your world works. Is there, what is your way of tracking that or maintaining uh, relevance or posterity for that that factoid or that piece of information? Well, right now I'm sort of in that quagmire of duplicating and triplicating some of my, my note-taking. I will put on my calendar that, for instance, I'm having breakfast with my friend Diane, mm -hmm. and then we end up talking about work. So I will start taking some notes on a blank note page that later on I tuck under a tab for the Dugan Difference, which is my work, or Soloing Now, which is a blog that I keep on my grief. But maybe it has to do with Toastmasters, so I'll tuck it under a Toastmasters tab. But because I'm starting this business and trying to figure out the next big thing in my life, I want to make sure that I'm not spending too much time on things that don't add a lot of value. So I track how many networking events do I go to and whether or not they actually contribute anything to me. How many continuing education programs do I go to? How many breakfasts or lunches or coffee dates do I go to that are intended to be social and end up being work or I thought were going to be work and end up being social. And so I keep a mix of all of those things. But the main thing that I do to help me out is I started a new journal that is my own format, my own template of a journal. Instead of a blank page, which can be intimidating, or something that isn't important to me, I track the things that are important to me, like family and friends. So I keep a line in my template for what's going on with my family and friends. So I remember that I said that was important to me. Now, how am I making sure that I'm in touch with family? And I friends? think that's a very important point because a lot of us say that. We say family is very important. I want to communicate with my family. And that's probably some of the biggest New Year's resolutions that I've seen coming my way when I speak to my clients. They say they want to be more in communication with their family, and then they fall flat on their actions because they don't know or they don't have a plan on how to go about it. What are some ways that you have managed to maintain that line of communication with your family and still be able to track it in a planning system? So in my journal, I will indicate news and events with my family and friends. And then I will also have a place in my journal where I can say one thing I'm going to do today. Or I have a line for people and things that brightened my day, but I also have a line for how I brightened somebody else's day. And if I don't have anything to put in there on that given day, and I don't do this every single day, but I'll do it a couple of times a mm -hmm. week, then I'll know that I need to make an effort to reach out to somebody. I also think it's important to take care of myself. And so one of the lines is, I took care of myself today by whatever, or because I am a lifelong learner and I think that you can learn a lot, you can expand your mind and your point of reference by reading, I track in my journal what I'm reading or what I'm listening to or what I'm watching in terms of television shows or movies or workshops, videos, blogs, whatever it is that I happen to be in touch with. 
and I also keep track of what I'm grateful for and what I'm concerned about so that I don't get too heavily into drama but not too light on not feeling like my life has enough meaning as I've defined it. I see. Well, that's that's very important to be able to dissect in someone's brain. I think the ability to be able to pull apart which parts are personal and which parts are actually leading to professional development because there's a lot of personal development that ultimately manifests itself as professional development wouldn't you agree absolutely because we are people first and then we are employees or business owners or mothers and sisters and so on exactly we have other roles to fill but we are people first and so i know when we had first started our discussion by the way for our viewing for our listening audience not viewing we don't have video yet but we're getting there uh, Patty was one of the first people I met here in Williamsburg and uh, we had a nice chat and she showed me in her planner how she had written down that she wants to listen to the Plannerverse podcast <laughs> and I had taken a picture of that <laughs> and I love that she had that's the kind of person that she is that I mentioned something to her and she had jotted it down for future memory and I think I, I'm not that person I wish I, I wish I were that kind of person and I'm working towards that. But one of my goals for next year is to be able to track more personal development because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the kind of development we acquired through the year. So even if you haven't met your goals, you've still managed to make progress towards your goals. And that is something that I purposefully want to track. The progress towards the goals is relevant in terms of allowing us the momentum to reach the goal. When we just look at it and say, well, I needed to lose 40 pounds, I haven't lost 40 pounds yet, and he, off I go, then I have failed. Or if you look at it and say, well, I haven't hit 40 pound mark, but I have lost 30 in the, in the process, that is something that needs to be included, wouldn't you say? I, I absolutely agree. And I think that's one of the great values of having a planner that is not just a calendar or not just a journal. Because when you understand there is this intersection between your personal life and your professional life and you go back and you reflect on that and you figure out what it means for you that gives you momentum to go forward to make sure you are doing the things that you say are important to you now i had one of my biggest uh, worries or complaints that I have with my personal development tracking is that I don't know where to put it. I like the fact that you said that you journal separately, right? You don't journal in your planners? Correct. I have a separate journal section in my my bigger A5 Campagna that's just for my journaling. Okay. I use, uh, I have a desk fax uh, right here. You can see that bad boy yes. is B5. And I have been known to change out of my A5 into personal size and back and forth throughout the year. I would like to maintain that level of, of freedom to move about my planners freely. But I still don't know where and how to track my personal development so that I can revisit it and have it bring value to me. It gets lost in the shuffle. I think that's part of what the reflection piece does and so in my planner I have my journal section up front I also have a separate goal section 
And in my goal section, I actually have that laminated so I can go ahead and mark off things that I'm accomplishing or not. But I have a three-year plan for what I'm working on. I have samples of how other people have done theirs. I have notes that I've collected, like on the seven habits of highly effective people, or the success principles from Jack Canfield, or a list of things that I've said I've wanted from time to time. And they're in a different section. Because I think we do tend to naturally compartmentalize mm. some of what we're working on, and we fail to sometimes make those connections between things. And so if we can go from one place to another sometimes just having that new space allows you some creativity some space in your mind just like you think differently in your office than you do sitting in your backyard right or in your car right so one of my goals for next year is to be able to track my personal productivity and incorporate into that personal productivity the amount of books i've read uh, title them and so on and be able to either do video reviews or be able to track for example personal exercise goals would would you recommend I have different tabs for the exercise versus the books or would they all fit under the same goals or how would you what advice could you give me if I were trying to figure out how to lay this out in my planner I would say yes, separate sections would probably work for you. For instance, I keep a separate list of books that people have recommended to me. And then when I read the book, I might take notes on that book of things that are important to me. I might either highlight them in the book, underline them, make a little note in the margin. But, you know, people take in information a couple of different ways but they process it differently from how they take it in and I think we need to remember to give ourselves time for both the taking in and the processing piece so when I look at my list of books that have been recommended that's a bit of the taking in piece for me but when I take notes either in the book or on a piece of paper that's where I'm processing what I've been learning and then I might also go back and say well I was reading this on this day and then this happened and I try and figure out is correlation. there a correlation mm. how do I integrate those and that's part of what I'm excited about right now in my business is that I've been looking for a way to articulate how we find this intersection and what I have discovered and what makes sense for me is that it's not so much how or where we find this intersection as the fact that it exists mm -hmm. and then I think when we can accept that that there is this intersection between how we take in information and how we process it or where we take it in and where we put it to use or what it means to us at home and what it means to us at work. All of these intersections on this roadmap yeah. of life um, start to fall into place by themselves. We don't have to work it so hard. Mm. The planner, though, is really the roadmap of what's there, but we have to still make the decisions about where we're going to turn left and where we're going to turn right. I find the greatest amount of clarity happens for me when I actually take the time to plan out in my planner. 
So it's usually a fuddled mess in my mind when I'm thinking about it or stewing about something or I can't sleep. And the minute I take pen to paper and create a master task list for that said month, I find an immense amount of clarity in being able to identify what has worked, what hasn't worked, what won't work so I won't spend time on it. But it often means that I have to write things out. Even if I know that as I'm writing out the last letter, that tasking will never get done because it's the most irrelevant thing in the world, but it's out of my mind. And now I can cross it out diligently knowing that I've removed it from my brain, placed it on paper, and have found it to be completely irrelevant to my well-being. Right. We don't have space to remember all those things that have to be done. But I think you make an important part. Uh, an important point. There is a difference between having a task list or a to-do list and having a planner where you figure out what all of those tasks collectively lead to or what they mean for you. And that's why I find that having a journal-like page separate from my calendar can serve that purpose. Instead of just having, and you'll see if you look at my calendar right here, Karine, I have my monthly calendar, I have a to-do list, I have a to-do list for the month as well as a to-do list for the week. Right. But that's in an entirely different book from where I track what I'm doing today and what's important to me or when I put down the notes for what I'm wanting to now push and mush together to see what it means and say, oh, that's what it means. And so my goal page is separate from all of that because that's how I'm processing this and then taking it to the next It level. almost seems like your A5 where you do all your processing is the right side of the brain and the logical side where the there's calendric and you know what's happening and their to-dos is the left side or have I got the hemispheres off? On, nope, I, I meant logical side. But it just seems like there's two ways of processing the information that you're talking about here. And one is very logical and factual, and the other is very creative and allows for the mind to process the information as it receives it, as opposed to quick, quick, let's get, let's get a response. Yes, because we process basically in two ways. We either process by doing something or by thinking about what we have just learned or done. So that reflective part and then that active part. And I do that, yes, separately. The taking in part is also on a spectrum of we have an experience that we recall, which isn't exactly reflecting on it. It's just remembering it mm. or coming to a common place. Or we hear something authoritative or we read something that tells us this is how it is, this is what it is, this is what it means. And so we take in all that information somewhere along that spectrum. And you'll notice in my book, for example, like you've just said, I use colors when I'm thinking about my goals and I use colors when I'm looking at my three-year plan or I use different formats even in my daily journal. Even the lines are different, and I have a picture of myself on them. Yeah. But when I look at my to-do list, yeah, I've yeah. got white paper with black words on it. Yeah. And this is great news for those of you that want to find multiple uses for multiple planners. Congratulations. This is your lucky day. Patty is giving you permission to go out and buy that extra planner because, see, you've got to separate your materials. Well, if people <laughs> would like to see what my planner looks like, I'd be more than happy to share this page with you as well. Oh, and great. And you can post it for people to see what I put 
And feel free to change it. It's an Excel spreadsheet I put together. Yeah, I love it. Patty has a picture of herself on every corner of it. And it's wonderful because I know when I have days that I'm feeling down, hey, I see no better smiling face than my own. So I would love to look back at myself. I know a lot of you that know I have a big ego would agree with me. Um, but as far as for those of you that want one book, one book to rule them all kind of thing, this sadly is not the conversation you want to be you want to be in. I tried doing the one book thing. Yeah. And and it was okay because I had a separate section for my journal and a separate section for my calendar. The problem is that my book got very thick and heavy yeah. and it was cumbersome to haul it around with me. So having the two different books, I didn't need to take my journal with me everywhere. Yeah. I do have a need to take my calendar with me more places. And I noticed that um if if it was me I would have had my calendar in a larger size. Patty has conveniently placed it in a medium size, personal size planner. And I love that. I would love to have a personal sized Filofax or Gilio or something of that nature that just keeps track of all the books I've read, of all the foods that I eat, of all my pantry, all like a file of facts, which is what Filofax was based on the name of. Um, as opposed to where I keep my calendric and taskings into an A5 or B5 size because I, I need a lot of real estate to plan out and to see things. I need larger space. Do you find that this small size is conducive to planning or are you struggling to fit your planning into it? Yeah, I still struggle a little bit because some days I'm a lot busier than others. If all I'm doing yeah. on a given day is attending a workshop or reading a book, then that's a one-liner. But if I have 15 things going on that day, it's hard to track them all in one place. So I'm still trying to find what works for me. Let me ask you um, an important question. For anyone out there who's dealing with grief or depression or is struggling to make room for personal development in their planner, what advice would you give them so that they can get started or reset themselves to have a good start on this journey? Well, I think that grief can happen as a result of a lot of, of stuff going on. In my case, the grief was the result of my husband passing away. But it could just as easily happen for people who now have to switch to a new computer system or to a new planner system or they're moving to a new town or whatever it is. I think we need to recognize that those things happen and they still have meaning for us. And so my first piece of advice would be to understand that you need to give yourself time to grieve whatever it is. It might be grieving the political election we just had. It might be grieving the loss of your favorite vase because it fell on the floor and broke. It could be any number of things. But we need to remember to honor the feelings that we're having. Give ourselves permission to feel sad or to feel confused or to feel despair if that's what it is for a little while. But the really important thing to remember is that grief is an event. What happens then either before if it's a planned event or after especially if it's an unplanned event is the transition time and I think that too many people don't understand that transition is active 
and instead of waiting we can work our way through a transition while still honoring and respecting who we are and what we're doing that's part of what my planning and journaling does for me it's part of my active recovery mm. from the grief that I'm going through so in a, in essence it is a tool that gives you active control over the process of your grief absolutely you said that well wow Fan wish I'd said that <laughs> Well, you're my friend. You can take that if you want. <laughs> um, okay, fantastic. So I'm going to make a concerted effort to incorporate my personal development in my planner. That has been a long time missing for me. I, I, it's a constant missing, and I, I want to have it with me. When I open up my planner and I'm traveling, I want to be able to see some of my thoughts. And that is something that has always been compartmentalized into a different planner for me and therefore I forget about it. It's out of sight, out of mind, and I don't write in it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be my goal. Uh, have you ever seen people that use their A to Z phone tab, uh, the tabs as a form of referencing? Actually, yeah, I tried that. Did that work for you? No. Okay, it, good. It did not. <laughs> I keep an A to Z folder at home, and I try and file papers away. Somebody says something really cool, or I find it online, and I print it off, and then I have to remember, like, what I called it. Yeah, what it, that's exactly it. I can never remember the categories. Do you the, call it categories. change? Do you call it grief? Do you right. call it transition? How do you cross-reference? And pretty soon you right. have a whole list of, of cross-references. Therein lies my, my, my trouble. Well, uh, where can we find you, Patty? If we want to find you on social media, where are you at? The easiest way to find me, I have a LinkedIn account, I have a Facebook account, I don't use Instagram, I don't use Snapchat, I don't use Twitter, I have no need for those because I don't believe you can do everything and do it well. And so what works for me is Facebook, but I do have a couple of blogs and a website. And if you go to my website, patriciadugan.com, that's D-U-G-G-A-N, patriciadugan.com, you can find my Facebook there, you can find my LinkedIn there, my email is on there my phone number is on there that's probably the best way even my picture so if you run into me at starbucks you would know which person you're talking to outstanding and you can find me in the usual places in instagram you can find me at karina tovmasyan and on facebook at planarology planarologyeverything.com.net and we will see you next time